to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. What is up, athletes? Welcome back to another episode of the Train Your Mind podcast. Okay, so this episode is going to have a little bit of a different vibe. Um, I don't know why I use the word vibe. I guess just a different um, approach. That's a better word. Because I I just went through a really incredible experience, and I want to bring you in. I want to share... And it's the story itself is not like directly related to endurance sport or triathlon, but of course there are so many connections. So I really wanted to bring it on the podcast. So I just actually had the opportunity to spend a week and a half, I get a week, just over a week in Italy. Amazing. What? I got to travel, travel period, then travel internationally period. Amazing. Um, it took a lot of paperwork, five negative COVID tests, plus I have my, my vaccine. So it took quite a bit to make it work. Um, but it was amazing. And the reason I traveled to Italy was to work for a company called Technogym. So I had an opportunity to work for them. And what Technogym is, they provide high-end fitness equipment and on-demand training experiences using a variety of equipment. And they have smart equipment. So um, treadmills and bikes and um, ellipticals and all of these different pieces of equipment that have screens on them. And so I worked on a campaign to provide on-demand coaching um, on one of their newest models of treadmills. So this high, super high-end treadmill. Um, yeah, so they reached out to me at the end of April, which is not that long ago, and I just got back this past weekend. So when they first reached out, if I'm going to be honest, I thought it was a scam, but I kept an open mind. And I went through the process of learning more and kind of getting an introduction to what it was that they were looking for. And um, long story short, I said yes, went to Italy. I recorded nine videos in a span of three days. And it was the one of the most challenging experiences that I've actually ever had in my life. And not just physically, but mentally too. And that is why I want to share. So physically, I had to um, do the actual workout <laughs> while coaching. And um, because I'm a mental endurance coach, I was, I was doing these treadmill workouts and also providing um, coaching you know, in a sort of class environment uh, through this video module system. So it was a really amazing experience for me to share and have the ability and the opportunity to impact more people with my work. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I said yes. But uh, yeah, so the workout itself was difficult, but the mental hurdles that I had to go through to get myself to the point of actually recording those videos was even harder than the physical exertion, if I'm going to be 100% honest. So that's what I want to share. I want to get, I want to bring you in. I've come up with uh, like three to four lessons and things that I kind of took away from this experience. So first and foremost, I had so many opportunities to say no to this. 
And so many reasons why I wanted to say no. You know, the fact that I had to go travel, uh, go through a lot of, like jump through a lot of hoops, take a bunch of tests. Um, my travel, I did two red eye, two red eyes on the way out there with a 12 hour layover in JFK in between. Um, there was a bunch of paperwork that I had to fill out. So all these things, right. All these reasons that are, could have been reasons to say no. And so many times along the way that my brain wanted to say no. And I found that really fascinating because what I know about the brain, especially when you think about the motivational triad, which I've talked about in other episodes of the podcast, is that we're always looking for ways to reduce pain, right? So that pain is not just physical pain, but emotional pain and suffering or what our brains kind of frame as pain, reduce that amount of pain. And one of the ways we do that is keeping ourselves in in a safe mode, which is whatever's familiar to us. So my daily schedule, my daily to-dos, how I carry out my life is very familiar and very comfortable. So a no, if I say no to a new, big, different opportunity, it's just a safety mechanism. It's very reflexive. No, a no is reflexive. No is boring. No is a default because no is always in support of the status quo. And so knowing that, you know, as someone that works with, with our brains patterns, and I get super hyper curious about my own brain, my own brains patterns, I kind of picked up on that really quickly. And I decided to push past, push past that initial no, like I knew that was my default. So what's on the other side. And the reason, or the way that I did that was, was reminding myself that I always had the opportunity to, to, step back. I could always, I could say no later, but I can't say yes later. So why not move forward? Why not see what everything is about, right? Like really get the full picture of what I'm being asked to do. Cause I can always say no later. And I think that's really important if, and when we're looking to expand ourselves and by expand, I mean, reach that next level, be the next version of, of whatever, uh, whatever your definition of high performing, right? So this can be in a different area of your life. This can be on the race course, um, whatever it is for you. We all have our own different experiences, but just recognize when your brain wants to say no and know when that is out of safety and out of, as a default and just to keep you in what's familiar for fear of what could, what growth could come on the other side of a yes. So I said yes. (laughs) And, uh, I said yes all the way through to the point where I got myself to Italy and I actually flew in a little bit early and I had the opportunity to, um, so I was based in Milan. I did the recording in Milan, which is a pretty big city. And I took one of the high speed trains over to Florence two days prior to when I started, which was amazing. I actually studied abroad in Milan back in college. So I had a little bit of familiarity with the area. Not that much. I don't really remember too much, but I had also been to Florence when I traveled, when I studied abroad and I loved it so much. So I was very excited to go back. And this time I thought it'd be fun to see the city in a different way. So I, um, hired like a running tour guide. I, I signed up to do this, this running tour of the city, which was a spectacular way to see the city 
in through someone else's eyes. So this this guy that took me around, his name is Lapo, and he's amazing. Highly suggest him if you're ever going to Florence. And he is native. He's from Florence, born and raised, and he's also an architect. So he knew like all of the things, all the different types of architecture, the best sites to look at, the history behind it. And it was such a neat way to see the city. So I did that on Saturday, um, the weekend before I started. And then Sunday, I actually hopped over to Lake Como for a bit to see the view. It was stunning. So I spent this time just absorbing and really relishing in the fact that I had this opportunity to travel. And I really just wanted to take advantage as much as I could before I started uh, the work. Okay. So then on Monday was the first day that I um, like was on set. And we had received a bit of the information beforehand, but we really, it was, it was kind of hard to put it into context, having not been on the equipment and not uh, talk to the whole team to know what exactly we were doing with the information. And some of you know, I worked for Orange Theory Fitness for several years, um, for actually six and a half years. And for the majority of that time, I was on the operation side, but I also was a coach before um, I transitioned out of Orange Theory. So I have some background in group fitness. I have read templates. I have timed plenty of things. And so I have, a, I have experience with it, which is another really interesting part or piece of the equation that when we bring ourselves, like we're more willing to say yes when we have experience, right? So that's probably one of the reasons I was more willing to say yes is like, okay, at least I have some sort of experience, some sort of background to lean on. And on that first day, when I was learning about the the coaching and the workout and what I, what they wanted me to, to, um, uh, deliver, I, kind of went into shutdown mode. I actually think that's the best way to explain it is I, I I was trying to kind of really download everything that they were teaching me and and training me to do, but part of me was really shutting down. And throughout the day, I can remember constantly thinking, what did I get myself into? I cannot do this. This is so hard. I don't have enough time to learn all of this. And I started to spiral out. And part of the reason for that is because I tend to have a perfectionist, I have a perfectionist tendencies like 100% of the time. And I think that's very common for high performers, people that are really trying to push themselves to that next level. But it can be very damaging because perfectionism is an unattainable standard. Obviously, nobody's perfect. And when we hold ourselves to that standard, what we end up doing is limiting our true ability to tap into what we do know, what we can accomplish and what we can control. And so that was what I came back to when I noticed this for myself is like, what can I control? The two things I can definitely control are my preparation and my approach. But with the preparation, that's where the perfectionism tends to come in. It's like, I wanted to over-prepare. I wanted to, you know, kind of put myself in the corner and memorize all the things and do it perfectly because I have these, you know, 30 people in a studio staring at me with these bright lights on me. And I'm like the only person in the room that can deliver this, this particular workout. So I had to check myself on the preparation and I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But the other part I could control was my approach. And what I do know to be a hundred percent true 
is that when I have fun, I create my best work, which, you know, when you think about this in terms of a training, like if you just step out of this experience into like triathlon and racing, I also know that when I have fun, I create the best result in my training and in my racing. So this is always true for me. And so that was the approach that I came back to. And I really did that through a bit of a self-coaching process. Um, the night, so Monday night, the first night, that was the night that I was like, holy shit, totally overwhelmed. What is happening? What did I get myself into? Knowing that I had three full days on tap with nine workouts to, to learn, nine workouts to record. And um, so that night, what I came back to was remembering that like this, these types of challenges, right? When saying yes to a challenge like this, that's who I am. I thrive in those situations when I allow myself to, when I get out of my own way. And the other thing that I remembered was that, yes, it's been in a different context, but in terms of my Orange Theory experience, I've done this a million times. I've had people like, you know, kind of been on a stage of sorts with people looking at me as the source of a session, a coaching session, a, a workout. Like this is, this is the environment that I do a lot of good work in. And I also had to come back to remembering that this is so fun. Like I can decide in this moment that it's fun. Nothing has to change in terms of like music on or people being engaged with it. Like I can just choose that it's so fun. And also remembering like part of my approach is remembering that they picked me. They picked me for a reason. Who I am is who they want. So I don't need to pretend to be any more than I am. I don't have to try really hard to be someone that I'm not. All I have to do is show up as myself. And that's such a freeing thought. It's such a freeing place to be. And the other piece about my approach, which lends back into my preparation, is something that I have been working so strongly to subscribe to in my life that I learned from one of my mentors, um, Brooke Castillo. She runs the, the school that I'm a graduate of, the Life Coach School. She says that B minus work saves the world. And for if you're a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist like me, I highly, highly encourage you to take this on. B minus work saves the world. So perfectionists, we tend to recoil at something like this, right? If you've been an A student and I'm talking about B minus work, you're like, that's not acceptable. We don't give B minuses. We're A plus, 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 plus. But what Brooke teaches is that it's not about the grade. It's about the work in the world that we're here to do, right? And how much time do we want to spend pushing ourselves past the point of diminishing return, perfecting something in the name of a gold star, but what we're doing in the process is losing our ability to impact the world and really show up as ourselves and diminishing the amount of contribution that we can make in the world because we're delaying it and putting it off, trying to hit this unattainable perfectionist standards. So sometimes it's really just about saying that good enough is good enough. And when we get to a certain point, sometimes we can recognize that point of diminishing returns. Other times we just have to kind of cut it off and say, this is it. This is my best. And when I show up as my best, then that's going to have to be good enough. And on Monday night, when I 
when I kind of decided these things, right? Like this is who I am. B minus work saves the world. This can be so fun. And they picked me. Like I sat down and I just reminded myself of those things. And I also got a little pep talk from my husband (laughs) and said, okay, this is it. This is my new approach. And so the next day on Tuesday, the first day of like real recording, I, it's not that I was feeling less fearful because I was still, I'm still like afraid, afraid of it not going well, afraid of failing, afraid of the vulnerability of it all. But what I realized, and this is, I don't know what number I'm at, maybe three or four. What I realized, um, this is the other lesson of it, is that the vulnerability that comes with the potential for failure is a portal that we can choose to walk through for massive growth. Because what I know now on the other side of that entire week experience is that I am a different person. I am so much more trusting in my ability to figure things out because I had to be trusting in that moment that I would. I didn't have to look outside of myself. All I had to do was look within, trust that I'm willing to do the work and good enough is good enough and being who I am is all that they need, right? And sometimes that's the hardest part because we, as high performers, we we always hold ourselves to a certain standard and like good enough is something that we struggle with. But when you put yourself in this, this, have an opportunity or put yourself in the experience to challenge that and really, really subscribe to this idea of good enough, then you realize that you can do, you can be such an impactful human and do like amazing work in the world or, or create amazing results for yourself or, you know, be an amazing mom or amazing, um, boss at work. And you can do that from B minus work. And you can do that from a vulnerability of potentially failing at it. And so, okay, so I'm going to wrap it up now (laughs) for this whole experience. Told you it was a different vibe. So in conclusion, I'm so glad that I said yes, but I didn't just say yes that one time in the beginning. I really said yes over and over and over again over the course of the whole week. I said yes to me. I said yes to my ability to figure it out. I said yes, even when I felt vulnerable and scared and full of fear that I might completely fuck it up. I said yes, it's okay. Good enough is good enough. Oh, and by the way, good enough was more than enough. Of course, it opened up my best work. They asked me to come back next month. I'm not going to go back next month, but I am going to go back next year. And I'm so proud. And I hope that you can find a way a place in your life that this is also available to you, even if it looks entirely different. All right, that is it for this week, my friends. I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri-coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.